of a refuge that has let us down. The figures in Hopper's art are not opponents of home per se. It is simply that, in a variety of undefined ways, home appears to have betrayed them, forced them out into the night or onto the road. The twenty-four-hour diner, the station waiting room or motel are sanctuaries for those who have, for noble reasons, failed to find a home in the ordinary world. A side effect of coming into contact with any great artist is that we start to notice things in the world that we can understand thanks to the work that the painter would have been receptive to. We become sensitized to what one might call the hopperesque, a quality now found not only in the North American locales where Hopper himself went, but also anywhere in the developed world where there are motels and service stations, roadside diners and airports, bus stations and all-night supermarkets. Hopper is the father of a whole school of art which finds as its subject matter liminal spaces, buildings that lie outside homes and offices, places of transit where we are aware of a particular kind of alienated poetry. We feel Hopper's presence behind the photographs of Andreas Gursky and Hannah Starkey, the films of Wim Wenders and the books of Thomas Bernhardt. I remember finding the Hopperesque one evening in a service station off the motorway between London and Manchester. Objectively speaking, it wasn't a beautiful building. The lighting was unforgiving, bringing out pallor and blemishes. The chairs and seats, painted in childishly bright colours, had the strange jollity of a fake smile. No one in the station was talking, no one admitting to curiosity or fellow feeling. We gazed blankly past one another at the serving counter or out onto the darkness. We might have been seated among rocks. I sat in one corner, eating fingers of chocolate and taking occasional sips of orange juice. I felt lonely, but for once this was a gentle, even pleasant kind of loneliness, because rather than unfolding against a backdrop of laughter and fellowship, in which I would suffer from a contrast between my mood and the environment, this loneliness unfolded in a place where everyone was a stranger, where the difficulties of communication and the frustrated longing for love seemed to be acknowledged and brutally celebrated by the architecture and lighting. Service stations always evoke for me Hopper's gas, painted thirteen years before Automat, and like the earlier picture, also a study of isolation. We see a petrol station standing on its own in the impending darkness. But in Hopper's hands, the isolation is again made poignant and enticing. The darkness that spreads like a fog from the right of the canvas, a harbinger of fear, contrasts with the security of the station. Against the backdrop of night and wild woods, in this last outpost of humanity, a sense of kinship may be easier to develop than in daylight in the city. The coffee machines and magazines, tokens of small human desires and vanities, stand in opposition to the wide non-human world outside, to the miles of forest in which branches crack occasionally under the footfall of bears and foxes. There is something touching in the suggestion, made in bold pink on the cover of one magazine, that we paint our nails purple this summer, and an invocation above the coffee machine that we sample the aroma of freshly roasted beans. 
In this last stop before the road enters the endless forest, what we have in common with others can loom larger than what separates us. It's a curious feature of Hopper's work that though it seems concerned to show us places that are transient and unhomely, we may, in contact with it, feel as if we have been carried back to some important place in ourselves, a place of stillness and sadness, of seriousness and authenticity. It can help us to remember ourselves. How is it possible to forget oneself? At stake is not a literal forgetting of practical data, rather forgetting of those parts of ourselves with which a particular sense of integrity and well-being appears to be bound up. We may have many different selves, not all of which feel equally like us, a division we confront most clearly in relation to our physical appearance.